Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, blessings, and a gracious good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time it may be where you can hear the sound onto the Israel Radio Talk Show. I am your host, Elder Coilette James, and as always, it is indeed an honor to join with you in the airwaves. We are really, really looking forward to being a blessing one unto another on today because that's what it's all about, iron sharpening iron and us blessing each other. Other. Let me not hesitate in inviting my beautiful, gorgeous, phenomenal co-host to come on board and say hello to you. How are you today, my sister? Man, I am awesome, Elder. It's just a beautiful day, a little crisp um, coolness in the air, a lot of pollen down here, mm-hmm. everybody a blanket of green. And um, besides <laughs> from that, I'm just so grateful. Still to be in the land of the living Thank you beautiful Amen 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 Well it is absolutely getting gorgeous here In my neck of the woods It's supposed to be in the 70s all of this week And I cannot even begin To tell you how thrilled I am At that because as you know I do not like Cold weather (laughs) It is cold (laughs) up here so I'm excited. I'm excited. I actually came out of church today, got in the car, and took my sweater off and let down the windows because it was like, oh, my God, I love it. I love it. I love it. The warmth of the sun, an incredible feeling, incredible feeling. Speaking of sun and enjoying weather, um, as we know, this past winter has been very, very brutal um, in our country and, and across the world. It's not just here. Um, and for those that believe it to be fake news, we really are in the midst of global warning, warming. It is not fake news. It is the result of how we have treated our planet, our planet. Um, and unfortunately, we have not been kind to it. And because we have not been kind to it, it is now reacting to what we have fed into it, um, all the pollutants and um, the disregard for the respect of the the environment. You know, when you think about it, Tam, God had blessed us in such a way to place us here on this planet. I firmly believe there's life on other planets. I don't believe he just created us and stopped. Um, I believe he kept going, you know, and um, 
So I believe that there's life on other planets, but at the same time, he gave us such a beautiful place to exist in. You know, when yes, you go back to the word of God and you look at the, the garden of Eden and, you know, I mean, it, it didn't even rain, girl, until the fall of man. <laughs> you know, the, the ground was watered from the dew of the earth, you know. I mean, wow, God says, yes. he set so much in place for us um, and, and, you know, and put everything in place for us prior to putting us in the midst of the garden. You know, I mean, yep. this is the God we serve, and, and I'm saying this for a reason because it's going to tie into our topic on today. But when you think about the intricate details that God put in play for us before he brought us to this earth realm, before he birthed us out into this atmosphere, he made sure that we had clean air and clean water. We had um, every herb-bearing seed for food. We, You know what I'm saying? I mean, he went out yes. of his way to yes, make it a garden. You know what I'm saying? Yes, to make did. it paradise. He, he really, really yes, he did. did. And then... When he finished, when he finished, and everything he did and everything he put in place, he, after he finished, he was like, he looked back and said, mm, this is good. You know, he like, he was amazed at his handiwork. Every day, at the end of the day, he would look and say, mm, this is good. And then when he this created us, he said, this is very good. You know, we weren't yep. just good. We were his masterpiece. He was like, this is very good. And all we had to do was to tend to what he had already put in place. That's all we had to do, just take care of it. You know, we didn't even have to toil back then. You know, just take care of what I've given you. That was the basis yep. of what he did for us. You know, I, I made it all right. Everything is cool. Everything is good. Everything you need, I have provided. All I want you to do is take care of it. That's it. That's, That's it. it. And we didn't even have to do that by the sweat of our brow. It was just, hey, <laughs> you know, come walk with me in the cool of the day, and I'll make sure that the earth will sustain itself. You know, he put that, that um, centrical um, operation in place. You know what I'm saying? So that there were cycles, yeah. and, and the cycles would take care of the earth rim and everything that needed to, to take place. You know, I mean, yeah. we, we serve yeah. an incredible God. We really, really serve an incredible God. But yeah. unfortunately, yeah. okay, we did not appreciate the glory and the goodness of God, all right, because he only asked us, he gave us one, one thing to be obedient unto, just, just one, just, just one, <laughs> okay, one thing, and that was, but you know, this tree right here, I've given you everything, I've given you everything you need, I just don't want you to touch this tree right here, that's all, just don't touch this, and you will live in, in paradise forever, <laughs> you know, all is well, forever, and we couldn't get that one thing right, that one thing. And because we messed up with that one thing, okay, then it has been a downward spiral all the way to today. And now we're at a place where the environment in which we live is literally toxic. You know, it's literally oh. toxic. You, you, you see people that can't even breathe the air. 
because we have messed it up so bad. And then you have, choose my words carefully, Coilette. Then you have people who have the audacity to say, oh, everything is fine. <laughs> you know, now the environment is cool. Let's put some more toxins in it. Let's take the restraint off of um, the factories and, and let them just do whatever they're doing. Let them pollute the waters even more, even though the fish are laying on the banks dead. You know, let's just, let's just, oh, kick caution to the wind because, yeah, that's fake news. You know, environment, something's wrong with the environment. Right. right. Really? Right. Right. Really? Right. So I right. bring all of this up, and I know it, it's a long introduction to our title, but it, it all ties in because the same way we have been toxic and disobedient and pulled down um, the safe environment of even the air quality in which we live, <clears throat> which has caused catastrophic storms to rage, you know, in the earth realm. You've got glaciers that are melting. You've got all kind of things that are going on in the natural because of decisions that we have made to disobey the one thing, <laughs> you know, the one thing. And it still boils down to that. We still disobey the one thing. The one thing is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. If you can carry out that one thing, I mean, Jesus took all the commandments and put it into one thing. If you can do the one thing, okay, then that will cause you to respect and deal with the rest of it in a proper manner. And we can't get that one thing straight. Thousands and thousands and thousands of years later, we're still messing up the one thing. And because we are still messing up the one thing, we come to our topic of today, and that is coping with the storms of life. Coping with the storms of life. Because just as it is in the natural, so is it in the spiritual, so is it in the emotional realm. It's the yeah. same thing. Yes. It's the same thing. Yes. And we don't know how to cope. Yes. We don't we don't know how to yes. get it together. Because I believe so. You know? and I believe Elder. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. I believe that. I apologize. I didn't mean to intervene like that, but I just believe because I'm learning now we're three dimensional. Just as it is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're three-dimensional. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. God saved our souls. Jesus came to save our souls. But our mm-hmm. flesh is not saved. And I believe I've said that before. Our flesh is not saved. Because if so, we wouldn't get old. And our minds right. ask God every day to save our minds. See, we, that's the connection that we fight daily against the flesh and the spirit, Mm -hmm. because we have to understand Mm -hmm. our soul is saved. When you ask God into your heart and you believe that he's the son of God, your soul is saved, but your flesh is Mm -hmm. not and your mind is not. So you're warring all the time because you're trying to, I believe not just let me take it from me because that's why it's called his real talk show. We try to line everything up to be into place and it cannot be just like the earth. You know, we, we, you can do everything we can. We can recycle.
recycle. I'm a recycler. We can do everything that we can. Mm-hmm. But I'm like you, Elder, and I'm just I'm not gonna pick my words wisely because I just believe it's out of control. And now it's, it's gonna be time to pay the piper when this is all over with and when it's all said and done, because we have not mm-hmm. respected the earth. We have not respected the universe, the stars, the, the moon. Yes, I believe too. They know it is as well that there's life in different planets. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's what the word of God says. Mm. And we, you know, Mm. but against many other entities and demonic spiritual principalities in high places, people you cannot see. So you wonder sometimes Mm. people may think it's stupid because you can watch all those orbit movies they have. But let me tell you something. You start paying attention to a lot of these shows that they were showing us a long time ago when they were showing, taking eyes, and you can see, um, isn't that optic surgery now? Um, taking hands. Mm-hmm. Aren't people taking things off of people that passed away and, and putting them inside of mm-hmm. people? You know, mm-hmm. so we need to really observe that a lot of these things in movies are showing you what's really soon to come. And, and, and I believe that in their so conditioned way of television, internet, music, that they're singing like the Pipe Piper, that they're preparing us, but they're not preparing us for destruction. Hmm. No, they're not. In fact, they're they're brainwashing us, for lack of a better word, to go right along with uh, the okie doke. <laughs> you know, it, it really is. It's like you know, let me give you a distorted picture of what's going on in the world, and we with our Hmm. Right. Desire, lack right. of desire, to search it out for ourselves. Um, go, oh, yep. okay, <laughs> you know, and we just bounce along and say, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Well, if you say yeah. so, then that's what it is. Right, right, amen. If that's and what you say, it is okay. We're okay with it. Right. Yeah. Right. You never, never start researching it out. You know, we talked about this in depth last week about doing your research. Research it out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't take somebody else's word for it. And unfortunately, just as we talked about last week, it still holds true for our subject today that nobody is researching it for themselves. But now, hear what I'm saying to you because I want to tie this back into the, the first mistake of disobedience and causing the ripple effect to where we are today. That first mistake of disobedience we are still making today, which is why we're having such a hard time with coping with the storms of life. That first mistake, that first thing that happened way back when in the garden was a lack of identity, a lack of recognition and understanding who she was, okay, who she was. Because if you go back and you study this and you research it, when God gave the command about the tree, Eve had not come onto the, onto the scene yet. He gave the command to Adam. He gave the command to Adam. And afterwards, after that, if you follow the timeline, after that he put Adam to sleep and brought Eve out. Now, technically, you may say, and I, I hear you, that well, Eve was inside of Adam, so she got, the, she got the memo too. So I got that. Okay. They were one at the time until they were separated to be two and then come back together to be one. So I got that. 
But the key is it was a lack of, of identity then, and we still have that same lack of identity now in recognizing and understanding whose we are in God. The fact that we were created in his image and likeness, the fact that he sent his only begotten son to come here to reconcile us back to him since we screwed up so bad. We messed up with Eve, then we came then he came along and it got so wicked and so evil that he just wiped everybody off except for one family and started all over again. And then we we repeated the pattern till he got to a place he said, Okay, I'm gonna get one more again. He keeps he keeps starting with one. And this is what we don't understand. We will not take responsibility of being that one that God can use, okay? He started with Adam and Eve. Well, one started with Adam, one being one, and then pulled out Eve and what have you. But that was the first family. He started there. And Cain and Abel came along, and Abel flew, uh, Cain slew Abel, and so he sent Cain away. And he, he, he kept on, though. He wanted that lineage to go forth, so he gave them sex. So she bursts out Seth. And so then the line comes through Seth. And then, it, again, we get wickeder and wiser, just as the word says. We get eviler and eviler. And so then he's like, you know what? I had it. I'm done. So I'm just going to wipe everybody off, and I'm going to start with one again. And that one was Noah. He started with Noah and his family. That's the only family, excuse me, that survived the flood. And so then, you know, generation after generation, we're still, we still ain't getting it right. We're still screwing up. So he said, okay, so I'm going to start again with one so that I can show my power, so I can show my love, so I can have an example of what it is if you trust me, if you believe me, if you will allow me to lead God and direct you. So here we are with Abram. So let me isolate, let me separate Abram from his kinsmen, and Abram didn't even have sense enough to listen fully. He decided he was going to bring Lot with him, and that was an issue. You know, we got to hear God. When God separates us unto himself, and he said, don't bring nobody, okay, he means that. He means that. The only one that Abram was supposed to bring was Sarah. But no, he wants to bring his brother's son, too which caused another problem, but we're not talking about that today, but you hear my heart here, okay? So he starts with Abram, and Abram had to walk this thing out with God for 25 years to get to that place of really being developed into being the father of many nations. He started off as Abram. He didn't get to be Abraham for 25 years because he had to walk this thing out. He had to learn who he really was in God and who God really was in him. Even though he was called a friend of God, which he was, and he listened to God, but he still had his own issues. He was a liar. You know what I'm saying? He almost got Sarah raped, okay, because he was scared for his life. I mean, just think about it. You know, we all have our issues. None of us can can claim to be perfect, all right? But then, you know, he was like God was forgiven, and he built up Abram's faith in him to the place, because of his faithfulness unto Abram, to the place that he could change his name and he could become Abraham, the father of many nations. And through that, he separated unto himself. He didn't take Ishmael because Ishmael wasn't the promise. He took Isaac and said, okay, through this lineage, we're going to do this thing. And so we were cool for a minute, and then we got all off track again. And so once again, he's got to separate one unto himself, because even though, you know, we've gone through, we've 
went through um, 400 years of slavery and all of that mess, and we're out of Egypt, and we're, we're going toward the promised land, but we're still screwed. Okay, because here we go with our doubt and our murmuring and our complaining. And so now we're causing, again, storms of life because because of that, that murmuring and that complaining and all that was happening then, now you got the ground opening up and swallowing thousands of people at a time. You got snakes going through the camp and biting people. Why? Because we can't get the one thing right, that one thing of obedience to God, okay, of listening to God of allowing God to direct us, of loving each other because God has loved us, of being that one that will submit and surrender to his will. We just got one thing, that one thing. He said, go, they did. He said, do, they didn't. I mean, we just got one thing. That one thing boils down to obedience. We just can't get it. Okay, so then we go through some more lines, <laughs> all right, more generations, more generations. He's separated out the Levites. He's got um, the lineage that he wants to be his priest and, and to minister to him and all of that. And then we get to Eli, and Eli's whole house was wicked, okay? The sons of Eli were so treacherous that God made sure that their bloodline didn't even contend, okay? It didn't even continue. He cut it off, all right? Like, no, there's some evil here. So, again, he, he takes out another one. God is deep with this. You know, when you really go through it and you think about he will bring it back down to one. Like, oh, no, I'm just going to start all over with this one. So this time it was Samuel. Hannah was begging for a child. Hannah got to that place in front of God and said, if you give me this, I will give it back to you. And he said, okay, okay. So Hannah birthed Samuel. And Samuel was necessary to go and to be an upright man, a prophet of God, so that he could lay hands on David. So that, again, we're starting with one, so that we can have another lineage. He promised David, even though David's bloodline got real crazy and Solomon lost his mind before it was all said and done, messing with all them women, he still, he promised David, you will always have someone in your lineage sitting on the throne. He, now, he had to take away, <laughs> okay, 80%, 80% of the children of Israel and just leave 20%. He left two tribes, okay, out of the hole. He left them two to, to continue on sitting on the throne. But he was a God of his word, so he did that so that he could come all the way down from David to get to Christ. And through it all, everybody had storms of life they had to face and focus on. But David, who was called a man after God's own heart, even though his house was in disarray, his kids was killing each other, just mess. There was mess in David's house, but David was considered a friend of God's. Why? Because at least David knew who God was, and David was a worshiper. And no matter what happened, David had enough sense to throw himself on the mercies of God. Like, no, no, don't let man come in here and judge me. No, don't let my punishment be that man has rule over me. No, Lord, I am going to throw myself at your feet, and you judge me because I know you'll judge me in mercy. Storms of life that David encountered is a lesson for us even for today. 
because David knew how to give before God. One of my favorite stories about David is so sad and so tragic, but it's so real, okay? And that's when Bathsheba got pregnant, all right, that first child. You know, now you done killed David. First of all, you done took another man's wife. You, you know, committed adultery. You've um, just been just so, and then coupled that and tried to cover it up with murder. You have just done everything conceivably wrong in this situation. And now it's time for this child to come forth. Okay. And so you want to go before God still, still with the mindset, okay, Lord, I'm going to put myself at your mercy. I'm going to lay down at your feet. I, I know I was wrong. You know, by this time, Nathan had come to David and accused him, thou art the one. You took that one, that one lamb that this poor man had. You took it. Okay. David was like, yep, yep, I did it. Lord, forgive me. He was so transparent before God once he recognized that Nathan was talking to him and about him and he got did his norm. You know, he fasted. He went up on the rooftop, laid out prostrate before God, fasting for the life of that child. When that child died, David got up, straightened himself up and said, okay, time to go eat. Because he knew he had been judged, but who had he been judged by? He had been judged by God. And David was like, you know what? Uh, hey, I, I tried to make it right. I knew I was at fault. I knew I was wrong. But this storm was beyond me, okay, to fix. I created it. I caused it, but I could not fix it. So I gave it to God. And whatever God's decision was in the midst of it, I'm cool. And this was God's decision. So let me get up. Let me clean up. Let me get it together. And it's, it's amazing. If you take your time and study out the different patriarchs and matriarchs in the word of God and how they handle their storms, how, what, what, first and foremost, what caused a lot of their storms? Because there's a lot of storms in life that we are going through and we are snotting and we are crying and it's the woe is me and how could God let this happen? And if we trace that root, that root coming right back to us. This is happening because you were disobedient, because I told you not to lay with that man, and you went and laid with that man anyway. I told you not to involve yourself in this business, and you did it anyway. I told you not to go down that street because there was something laying in wait for you, but you went down that street anyway. I told you. I tried to spare you, and in your disobedience, in your decision that you're going to be you, and you're going to do it your way, and you know more than God knows, now you find yourself in this whirlwind. Now, I understand some things are beyond your control. Some things are not because of your disobedience. I got it. I understand that. But if we really trace the root. I'm willing to bet that 80% of the storms of life we go through, we can trace it back to a disobedient act on our part when God says no or wait. Because we don't want to wait. And we don't want to hear no. Amen. And wait doesn't mean you're not going to get it. Delay, Delay does not mean denial. It means it's not time yet. Don't go before your time. Wait. And if he said no, he said in his word that no good thing will I withhold from you. So if he said no, then that's because he's got better. And that's not yours. It may be good, but it's not God. Hear me. Because everything good is not God. 
So we have to get to that place of recognition, even going back to Eve and coming into fruition today, coping with the storms of life. It starts with your relationship with God. That's how you cope. That's the number one factor. I don't know. I went up the mountain, down the mountain, around the valley, and through the stream to get here. But seriously, it boils down to knowing God, knowing who you are to God, knowing who God is to you, and walking in obedience. It's the only way you're going to come out the storm unscathed. Think about Peter in the boat. Peter saw Jesus coming. Everybody else in the boat is shaking. Now, I believe Peter was shaking too, but Peter was just that bold one. I'm a, in spite of my fear, okay, I'm bold enough to say, if that's you, Lord, bid me come. I'm in the midst of the storm. The waves are, are banging against the boat. But, Lord, I see you walking on the water, and if you're walking on the water, and I know the love you have for me, if you tell me come, because I ain't stepping out this boat until you tell me, but if you tell me come, I have enough faith in, in you that if you say come, you're not going to let me drown. So if I step out this boat, I'm going to step out this boat in you. And he did. And Christ said, come. And Peter stepped out that boat. And Peter walked on water until he took his eyes off of the Lord. And then he become overwhelmed. And now it's, Lord, help me. Because <laughs> now I'm sinking. Now I'm going to drown. And, and what, what really is, just blesses my heart in the midst of that story is before Peter could go under, Christ was right there with a hand and picked him right on up. Right there. Right there. And picked him on up. But Peter had enough, had enough faith and enough hope and trust in God to step up out that boat. You say what you want to about Peter, but that's my man right there. Okay? I ain't mad at Peter. Seriously. But we do the same thing in the midst of the storm. We're crying out to God. And God is saying, come, I got you. I don't care what it looks like. Step out the boat. I got you. If you believe me enough to tell me, if you tell me to come, I'm going to get out this boat, then trust me, I got you. I am not going to let you drown. So if you're coping with the storms of life, then you've got to get to a place of trusting God, of knowing that he is in the midst of the storm with you, and he is not going to let you drown. So go ahead, sis. I'm going to let you take it for a minute from here. Can you hear me, sis? Yes, Hello? I can hear you now. Okay, uh-huh. I'll I hear on. you now. I said I hope we have some callers on the line that can intervene with what we're saying. I have because a caller, but my... they, they don't have their hand up, so I don't know if they want to um, come on or uh, not. If speak they do, or not. they can touch okay. one. Okay. And, yeah, okay. If, if you want to speak or you have comments or questions, just press one, and, and I'll know to, to bring you online. That'd be awesome. My storms of life was going out there doing what I wanted to do. And I feel mm-hmm. just like Peter. There was times when I remember when I said I've had enough and the Lord said, now it's time to go. Mm-hmm. And I listened. Praise God. And he took me from a place that I was raised that I knew all my life to an unfamiliar place right next door. And that was in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what was going to come about. 
all I knew was I was leaving a situation that I was familiar with. I couldn't take it anymore. It was all kinds of different spirits that I had to deal with. But he seen me through it. When he when mm-hmm. I went to Arizona, he seen me through it. He took care of me and my child. He fed me. Amen. He gave me a place to rest and lay my head. And he I remember him speaking to me saying, And these dead bones shall live again. Because I was mm. spiritually almost dead, physically almost dead, and completely almost out of my mind. But I have to know now, even with the storms of life now, and there's still some, I have to know that God cares for me. And I know yeah. that he loves me. And I know mm. he's going to watch over me, whichever, whichever way it may turn out. We don't always mm-hmm. like the outcome. But in the end, mm. we're always the first to give him praise because he was always on our side working in our behalf. And that's what I believe. Yeah. So, Amen. You know, Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I used to freak out, fish, tell them. Every time something went wrong, I would flip <laughs> out. Oh, I let it go. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. He's not there. He doesn't love me. I went through it all. Mm-hmm. I'm just so grateful that finally in my younger youth days, as I am in now, <laughs> Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. that he's teaching me. And he's mm-hmm. and he's sharing with me, thanking God I can handle it so much better than I did before. And it's just all a matter Amen. of relationship and keeping before. Yep. Amen. Amen. That's what it's about. It is definitely about a relationship. So I have a caller with a hand up. Your last four digits are two eight seven seven. You're on the air. Did you have a question or a comment? Good evening, Eldon. Um that's my daughter on the line. God give her to me. Um, I'm calling oh, from yeah. Arizona, and uh, okay, just as uh, she said, I had came from California to Arizona. Me and my son, uh, he was 14 years old, and I heard him say, "Those dry bones shall live." I had been stuck in mm-hmm. California and couldn't get out, couldn't get out, couldn't get out, and I was in a bad way. And I couldn't until I heard heard him tell me, he said, he is not your God. I'm your mm. God. And wow. I was in a bad situation. And I told him, and I said, you're not my God. I'm going back to the Lord. I'm going back to church. And mm. I ate that travel from California to Arizona, and he changed my life. And wow. from that day forward, he had me to take care of women that was like me. Because Junior was, I was Hannah. I couldn't, I couldn't bear. But he gave me Junior. Mm-hmm. I lost Junior. It'll be seven years come August 3rd. But he mm. bring me more and more children and more women that are like me. To make mm-hmm. sure I take them through the storms that I've been through. Because he yes. taught me that the storms of life will rage. But if you trust me, oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Mm-hmm. If you trust me, believe. He hallelujah. said the ground has been raked over. 
and the soil poisoned by many of dead bones. The spores Mm. come up and they kill because there are many spirits. Oh, there are many spirits. But if you trust Mm -hmm. God, believe, and you give him the glory, and you listen to what God has to say, Mm -hmm. he will give you a word for every situation there is. Yes, he will. Every situation you put yourself in, and that's because we don't listen to God. Mhm. Mhm. It takes us back to that one thing, as I said before, that that one thing, and that's disobedience. It's just like if if the Lord tells you something, then you better hear God. <laughs> you know, you better it goes, hear God because trust me, goes back He to knows Genesis. tomorrow. You don't. It goes back to uh, Genesis two, seventeen through nineteen. Just like you say, they polluted the ground. Mm-hmm. And spirits hang in the ground. And if you don't talk to God and listen to him, your mind will stay polluted. Hmm. We have to work with our children. Because if yes, we don't we do. work with our youth, they're going to lose because we're not teaching them God. Mm-hmm. We're not teaching our We babies. have a lost generation. We have a lost generation out there now because of the fact, and and I'm not saying, well, I I should rephrase that. They're not lost. They are misguided. We have a misguided generation out there right now, okay, because no one took the time to pour into them. You know, back in the day, our parents, our grandparents, especially our grandparents, they poured into us the same way that the children of Israel used to sit around the campfire and that's how they learned the word of God because they didn't have the Bible. They were writing it at the time was by the, the elders pouring into them and it would go from generation to generation to generation. It's like the Native Americans. That's how they taught their children. You know, they poured into them. They, the elders poured into them. The elders were regarded and respected, you know, and the wisdom that they had gained because they had walked some things out. Just like you're saying right now, you can pour into other women because you have walked some things out. God has proven himself to be real to you so that when you tell somebody, this is not what you think, this is not even what you read, this is what you know because you walked it out for yourself. And when you can give that kind of conviction and pour into somebody else, it is life transformational. And it that's is. why we, and once I pour in, we're pouring into the babies. You got to mm-hmm. pour into them, whether they go to jail, whatever they're going in, going into or going through, you got to pour into the babies. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what we're doing down here right now, whether gay, straight, you got to reach them. Don't throw them away. Amen. That's right. Amen. Because you Amen. don't know what That's they've right. been through. Listen to their story. You don't know if they've been touched. Mm-hmm. What's happened to them? Mm-hmm. See, but people don't Amen. listen. We have to listen and to what, their what story. We, we do. That's why we fail to understand, the older generation fails to understand, is that there are 
excuse me, a lot more, um, there's a lot more access to this generation to get them off course than, than it was when we were growing up. When we were growing yeah. up, we had TV, and even and let me put it for my for my generation, right? Because I'm in my 60s. So when I was growing up, TV, you know, was PG rated. Okay, you couldn't curse. Yeah. You couldn't even have a sex scene on TV. You know, if they kissed, right. it was a peck. Okay, you know, yeah. and now everything is being pushed down these children's throats between social media and TV and the violence of video games and all this mess that they're being pumped into, that's being pumped into them from infancy because these kids kids in front of these games and in front of these TVs and then the TV and the games raise them and not realizing you are allowing all of those spirits and all of the things that's anti-Christ right. to be pumped into them, and being they're being told this is all good. This is good. This is good. <laughs> this is how it should be. And Amen. if people will pay attention, the people that build that game don't even let their children listen to those games or play with those games. They have did social studies on those people that build the games. They don't let their children play with those games. Because they know what's in the game. Exactly. That's powerful. Think about it, you guys. Think about what you're saying. Yeah, they want your child to fail. They don't want their child to fail. They want your child to fail. Yes. They don't let their children play those games. Those games are for your children because they're putting messages into your children. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that that's powerful. Lord say, take the knowledge and study for yourself. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's it. Amen. That's it. We were hopping on that so much last week that you got to study yeah. for yourself. You got to. See, you know what? I, you know everything that you guys are saying. I just pray. You know, knowledge is power. And I know I was never a person like that. I just take a whim and word for what people say. And I realized that when you listen to many different voices, then that's who you really become. And there's only one true voice. And I truly believe when God said, my sheep know my voice. And and everybody go, how do you know when God is talking to you? Man, let me tell you something. I've heard a lot of voices. Please hear me in my day of living. But when God speaks, it's so distinctive. It doesn't necessarily come where a far out Tanya and, you know, and the things get the rumbling. He can do it like that. I've seen it like that, too. But mm-hmm. he will speak to your heart and your soul. He'll get it across. I don't care what it is. You can turn on the television and somebody can be saying something. You can go, that's what I was just talking about. You can, mm-hmm. He can send somebody up, Mama Jackie or Elder Colette or However, a good friend to call you up and say, you know what? You was on my mind. And God said, he will send someone your way to get that message across. Don't count mm. him out. Because, see, but I think what it is is when we begin to treat God like we treat our fair weather friends out there, I can do with them or without. Oh. I can speak to them. I don't have to. Or whatever. Mm. You, do you see what I'm saying? Then that's the relationship you're going to mm. get. What type of relationship do you want? As they say, I always say my favorite saying now is, what's in your spirit? Like the commercial say, what's in your okay. wallet? What's in your spirit? Mm-hmm. 
Because what's in your spirit is who you're going to become. Ask the Lord to change your mind. And when your mind changes, then I'm again keep saying it until somebody gets it. Your circumstances will change. It took me a long time to get that. It took me a long time, sis. I thought I could just, oh, my heart. You cannot go by life by your heart. The word of God says guard your heart. Why would he tell you that? Because your heart, you cannot lead your emotions by your heart. That's why God, when we Mm. came, that's why it's hard if a baby is born upright. They have to go in and take the baby. They try to turn that baby Mm -hmm. around. Why do you think you come out head first? I finally get it. Because he wants us to use our heads first. Have a relationship with him first. In your mind first. And everything falls in line. Mm. I believe that people can heal themselves. He'll allow you to heal yourself. You got two people that's sick with the same disease. One will give Mm -hmm. up and one will fight. Which one are you? I'm not saying, oh, tell you it's that easy. I'm not telling you because I haven't had a death wish. No, I don't know. But I've had some things happen to me, trust me, that I didn't even think if I wanted to fight or not. But because I chose Mm -hmm. and because he loved me so much, I've had mental illness. Anybody that knows you will tell you. I truly believe I've suffered some mental illness. I've suffered depression before. Suppression. I've suffered to commit suicide many a time. I'm still here to tell you about it. And I thank God for his mercy and grace. Uh, We're not people on the phone just telling you to shoot in the bobo, telling you something we we don't know we're talking about. Hmm. I'm telling you right now, I have a daughter that is out of control. But I will not stop talking the word of God to her. And I will not stop praying for her. And I will not stop telling her how much I love her. She has cursed me out and called me out of my name. But I will tell you this. It is my duty as a mother that even Mm -hmm. if she chooses, she want to be a wayward child, I will continue to pray for her soul and continue to ask God to watch over my baby. That is our Mm -hmm. duty Mm -hmm. as adults. Amen? Amen. Amen, amen. That's real. That's real. Because somebody's got to stand. Somebody's got to stand firm in the word of God. Somebody's got to believe the word of God is the word of God, you know, and and stop treating it with um, disregard. You know, you've got to believe the word of God is the word of God. And it's so unfortunate that so many people don't. And because of that, we're in disobedience because of that. We think we know better than God because of that. You know, we're making choices. And when we make the wrong choices and decisions, then we walk into the storms of life and we don't know how to cope because now that storm is raging and we're up in the bow of the boat shivering and shaking because we're not even going to poke our head out. And if we did poke our head out and we see God walking on the waves, you know, to calm the storm for us, we're going, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. It, it's too bad out there. I can't, I, can't, I can't come out from under this little safety tent that I think I'm under 
to, to listen to you, God, to acknowledge you, God, to even allow you to step into my storm and calm the waves. No, uh-uh, I'm too afraid, you know, fear, false evidence appearing real. I'm too afraid to allow you to take over in the midst of this storm. I'm too afraid to trust you, too afraid. Well, if you can't trust God in the midst of your storm, then, baby, that storm is going to swallow you up and eat you up alive. Amen. I'm just going to be real You better come you. on. That's real right there. You know what? I don't mean to intervene. Please, I don't mean to cut anybody off. Something just came to my spirit. A lot of us don't want to be held accountable for each That's other, That's let it. alone ourselves sometimes. See, we feel like once we know the truth, we we can't we ain't gonna be able to have a good time. We ain't gonna be able to laugh no more. You ain't gonna be able to shoot the bobo. I still do, and I'm gonna tell. I told people just like this. Please hear me. God is not through with me yet. I still cuss mm-hmm. from time to time. I try not to. But if something fall on my toe, or you say something crazy, I might be close. <laughs> but I'm gonna keep it real with you. But that don't take that away from my spirit of who I am in Christ. See, that's the problem. Everybody thinks because you're in Christ. I'm not saying, please hear me. There are some, I believe, that God, they will never curse. There's some God who deliver. please hear me. I'm just, I'm not saying that. No disrespect. Elder is one. She will not cuss. And I'm not telling you she ain't never cussed before in her life. But we all have to get to a point in our own lives. It's an individual walk. God does not judge me. Or, or not judge me, but God doesn't do me how he do Elder Colette. He loves us both. Everybody but he knows how to treat us differently. And he knows what's yeah. best for us. That's what people got to understand. You don't have to be like Elder Colette or, or Mama Jackie. You don't have to be like that to get blessed from you God. You can't be because we're unique in who we are. You we are, are unique in who we are the same way you are. So you can't be like us. Okay, if you're going to try to emulate somebody, you better be trying to emulate Christ, okay, because he came as your example. Now, we're walking epistles, and yes, we should be an example to those that, you know, that we're pouring into, and I'm not taking that away. But don't try to be me. Let God deal with you and the uniqueness in which he created you in. Amen. I can never live the life that Tam lived, and Tam can never live the life that I lived. Because we're unique in who we are. We're unique in how God deals with each of us. He doesn't talk to us the same way. If you are a parent, you understand that. I don't care how many children you have, each one of them are different. They're unique in who they are. And if you try to deal with them the exact same way, then you got some miserable children. Because they are unique, and you've got to deal with them according to their bend, according to the personality that God placed within them. You can't just treat everybody the same, and it's the same rules and the same. Yes, you have rules. Yes, you have standards. And yes, you pour that into your children. But it is in how you present those rules to those children that will cause those children to react in the positive way that you want. Some children, you can beat them upside the head until they turn black and blue and you are exhausted and they are still going to go right outside that door and do the exact thing that you beat them down about. Because you didn't come at them correctly. 
because Amen. you didn't come at them correctly. You've got to ask Amen. God how to deal with your strong-willed child because that complacent child, that one that you can say boo and they done already said, okay, whatever you said, because they don't like whoopings, they don't like to get fussed at, they're going to do Bye. what you told them to do. You know, they're going to honor you. They're going to respect you. And you expect because that one is like that, that they're all going to be like that. I'm here to tell you that's a lot. <laughs> they're not. And I didn't have but two, but I got eight grand. And I got three great-grands, and every single one of them are different and unique in their own way. And I know what I'm dealing with when I discuss things with them. I don't talk to each of them in the exact same manner. I may say the same thing, but the words may come out differently because God has shown me, okay, if you say it this way to that one, they can receive it. Where you can be right. harsh over here, you got to use some dig, some tact and, and a different approach over here. Now, you're going to get the result that you want if you come at that person the right way. I'm a person, you can't come at me with attitude. The moment you come at me with attitude, my defenses are up, and as a grown person, I may tell you something. Okay? All right. Even right. as a child, I had issue with attitude. You know, I know, you're okay, you tell me respect my elders, but if my elders come at me in the wrong way, I got an issue with that. And I got an issue with that. But you come at faith. me correctly. This is a conversation my son and I had years and years ago, <laughs> right? right? I, it's like yep. I've always told my children, we can talk about anything, and I mean anything, no whole bar, but it's how you right. come at me. Right. It's how you Amen. come at me. Now, don't come at Amen. me with your hand on your hip. And call yourself raising your voice because you're going to find yourself stretched out someplace. That's the truth. If you come at me in the right way, then we can talk about it. We can talk about it. Amen. Okay? Amen. So, you know, it's the the same way with our relationship with God. Huh? I said I can speak for you and Mama Jackie both. I know they'll find themselves on the floor. (laughs) Cause y'all don't you can talk to me about it's, anything. Again, it's how you treat people. Just watch how, it's watch how you tongue. treat people. Yeah. Because you, I respect well, and you. Then, you now, re- here's the flip side of that. Here's the flip side of that. So if I expect you to treat me with respect, then right. I am required to treat you with respect. Okay. Amen. Amen. You don't hear me cussing my kids out. You don't hear me calling them stupid and dumb and you ignorant and you oh. this and that. You will not hear that come out my mouth. Nope. Because I'm going to treat you in the manner that I expect you to treat me. Amen. So you, Amen. Can't, you can't be two-sided and two-faced in this thing, and it's okay for me to cuss you out and, and tell you how bad you are, but I want you to reverence and respect me. No, that's not okay. That's no, it's not, not okay. Amen. 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 And it's like that with God. Amen. Amen. That is like just at like the that. End of the day, they're still God's children, just like we are. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, and, and I agree. think about this because everybody wants to quote the word of God that says, "Honor your mother and your father, that your days may be long on the earth realm." But don't nobody want to talk about Ephesians, where Ephesians told the parent, "Fathers, do not provoke your child okay. to wrath." Don't nobody want yep. to talk about that. Wrath. Okay. Don't nobody uh-huh. want to talk about that. You need hear the whole to talk the 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 whole thing. You know, take yeah. it all into consideration. And this is how we have to live before God. So if we're not Amen. taking His whole word unto us, 
to be obedient in it. If we just want to pick out the pieces that we want to pick out, then we're going to fail. And we're not going to cope with the storms of life. You got to take in the whole thing. Now, there's, I'm going to be honest, and I've said this on the show before. There's some things in there that I swear I just don't like. I, I'm going to be honest. But guess what? God, you know more than I know. So, you know, me in my flesh, I may not like this, but me in my spirit says, well, you know, you must have had a reason for putting it there, so I'm going to have to go along with you. Because I know that he does not put anything there to hurt me. He puts it there to help me. Think think about this, people. Seriously, we're winding down to the end of the show. But if you really think about when God said, do not commit adultery, do not fornicate, um, be the husband of one wife, be the wife of one husband, you know, and everybody looks at that as old and outdated and all of that. But guess what? If we had walked that thing out through the generation, we would not have STDs. We would not have out-of-wedlock pregnancies. We would not have emotionally disturbed people because their parents showed them no stability. There are reasons why things are put in the Word of God. Right. And because we think we know everything and we don't want to go along with it said what what it says, you know, we want to do it our way because we know more than God. Now we have a world that's in turmoil. I'm telling you, she's and especially up. and let me say this, since we're keeping it real, especially in our culture, in the African American culture. It's, it's across the board, I got you. But especially in our culture. Yep. Because we've had people twist and turn the word of God and tell us who we're not and what we cannot be. Instead of going to the word and letting the word of God define us, we bought into the lie that was said. And, and don't tell me words don't have power. Don't tell me words don't have power. Because they did a study in the 60s about the, what the, the African-American community would be like in this day, and I promise you that came true. It talked about you'd have all of these broken homes and, and homes without fathers and the out-of-wedlock um, yeah. pregnancies would be through the roof, and because of that, our economy as a people is shrinking. And now they're yeah. predicting by 2050 we will be broke as a people. Have mercy, because Jesus. Because we won't take heed. Because we Jesus. won't take heed. And that's Jesus. only 30 years from now. Okay, that's think it. about it. That's only 30 years from now. Now, I'm 62, that's... so 30 goes real quick. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I lived it. Yeah. I lived yeah, through yeah, a yeah, so we got to get a handle on, as Mama Jackie said, we got to get a handle on what we're pouring into our children. How are we training up the child in the way they should go? Whether it's your child or somebody else's child, what are you doing to build that child up instead of tearing that child down? Always talking about that's when powerful. they're wrong and never telling them when they're right. Every powerful. time you come at that child, it's in a negative connotation. You're scolding them. You're fussing at them. It is never with a smile on your face or how are you today or let me just give you some some wisdom in love. But every time you turn around, it's boom, 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 boom. That's all. That's all they know. So then we wonder why we have an angry society out there and no regard for life and babies killing babies. That's powerful. It all comes back to... 
street, it all comes back. Yeah, I mean, to we used to walk down the street the and you'd, you'd hear, hey, God. baby, how you doing today? Come over here That's and right. give Big Mama a hug. Yep. You don't hear that? Yep, yep. Babies were loved on. They were built up whether they were your babies or not. And if you did something wrong in the neighborhood, you're going to get whooped by, by, by Big Mama. Everybody <laughs> and get whooped again when you got home. But yep. it, it actually took the village to raise the child. And the village collectively would build those kids up. You know, if That's the child was in sports, the neighborhood was there cheering on the child. If the child if was a musician, the neighborhood else? was there cheering that oh. child on. Say it. And if Say your it. father died, you had, a, you had a father in the neighborhood. That's right. Yep. Yes, ma'am. That's yes, a true did. story. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Wow. And now kids are losing their fathers and their mothers, and they have nowhere to turn because all we can do is talk about them, talk about the lost generation. That's why I changed my words earlier. It's like they're not lost, but they're misguided, and it's our fault because yep. we've not stepped up to the plate and poured into them love as well as correction. You cannot just correct, 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 and never pour in love. That's powerful. That's powerful. That's powerful right there. Okay. We got totally off our topic, and we're out of time. (laughs) Amen, Lord. This was good. This was good. We're going to continue this next week. We're going to continue this next week. I know Tanya had had a desire that on some of our topics, you know, one one session is not enough, and we are completely out of time. In fact, we're over time at this point. So we will continue this discussion next week. And Mama Jackie, I I, um, I invite you to join us again. You know, because you have I'll wisdom be back. as well to pour into this situation. Okay. Thank you for having me. We love no you guys. Problem. Thank you for coming on. We love everybody. God's you guys blessed. have a phenomenal week, and we will be back at you same God time, same God channel next week, Lord willing. God bless. Love you God guys. Bless. Let's keep it real.